Hey, Tigers, Tigers fans, fans, did you know, did you know that, that only the Philly Pretzel, pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? pretzel. Because, because they, they have, have authentic, authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. So we have a third down and six from the 13. Johnson under center. Takes the handoff, takes it. Across the 15, across the 10, 5, and we finally have a Tigers touchdown. Wow, what a big, big touchdown there for the Tigers. Johnson rolls out. He's got a man open in the end zone. Touchdown! Tigers touchdown by Nick Stevens. Off tackle, DeGraziano, luckily he was about to be down at the 25. He escapes 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Man in motion is Giordano as Johnson rolls back. He's got a man wide open in the end zone. It is Ron Elf. He is in for the touchdown. He gets past the man at the 15th. Across the 10. Brings another tackle at the 5. He is in for the touchdown. Nick Stevens. Phil Graziano with a gain of four yards up the middle there. He has reached that magic 1,000-yard mark for the season. Johnson under center. Drops back, rolls to the right. He's got a man deep downfield. It is caught by Giordano at the 10. 5. Touchdown. Sullivan on the hole. Devin Hunter. High snap. It is blocked. It is blocked. No good. And knocked away. Oh, boy. He meets the ball at the 40-yard line. and is a low line drive. Coming down to Graziano at the 15 across the 20. Across the 25. Has a seam up the middle. 35, 30, 45, 40. Gets by Puckett's in midfield. 45, 40. 35. Cuts to the outside. 30, 25, 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Here's Steve Scolari, Chris McSweeney, and the legend, Bob Herpin. Newtown has exploded for 10 wins in their last 12 contests. Following a 42-3 demolition of Haverford at Cornog Field last Friday, the Tigers face the first in a series of tests in the Central League, which will go a long way in revealing just how far Ray Giunta's squad has come. Fresh in their minds is last September's 36-0 defeat at the hands of tonight's opponent, the Mighty Panthers of Strathaven, in the home opener. This time around, though, the Tigers and Panthers are locked in a battle for a District 1 playoff berth, 
and with both schools 4-1 and one overall and 3-1 and one in the Central, a victory will be a huge boost in morale and respect for whichever school emerges. It's a titanic clash tonight from Harry Harvey Stadium for Alumni Night, game number 6, home contest number 3 for the 2009 campaign. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Herpin, back for another edition of Marple Newtown Football Friday under the lights in Newtown Square. With me this evening, as always, executive producer... Jim Alsman, Steve Scaleri at the controls, and Chris McSweeney. Chris, your impressions of last week's rousing victory and what to expect this evening. Thank you, Bob. Last week was an absolutely dominant victory for the Marble Newtown Tigers. They controlled all facets of the game, playing well defensively on special teams, but more importantly, they really clicked offensively. The wing tee was moving very well. Both the offensive line and the defensive line really pushed the Haverford forwards back off the ball. And we'd like to see more of the same, keep the win streak alive. Like you mentioned, they're 4-1 overall now, 3-1 in the league. We want to see Kevin Johnson keep controlling the ball, not turning the ball over, which he hasn't done yet so far this year, which is always a plus from your quarterback. And you'd like to see the wing tee continue. That running game has been really strong with lots of lots of good stuff from Mario Diaguardi, Ryan White, and Ryan Duffy. And then you'd also like to see the defense continue its hot streak. They've been playing very well, very under control. A lot of good leadership from number 50, the middle linebacker, Kelly. And then they face a tough opponent tonight, like you said, Bob, with the Strathaven Panthers, who also come in with a 4-1 and record with one loss to Ridley in a tough game. And they have a lot of star players, too. It's running back Lonnie Richardson, who has three touchdowns on the year, the senior. And then also running back slash wide receiver Patrick Fisher, who has three touchdowns on the season. And their defense is led by Shane Kennedy, who has 50 total tackles on the year, along with Alex Gaysitz. Well, you mentioned the offense clicking on all cylinders, and Kevin Johnson, the senior captain and quarterback, had his best game of the season to date. They opened things up a little bit through the air, and Johnson finished 10 for 11, 143 yards and two touchdowns. And Marple Newtown did rack up 189 yards on the ground. It wasn't a big advantage, only two-yard difference between Haverford, which went for 187 yards on the ground, but 143-0 to zero in passing, and that was a big difference on offense, and Johnson is going to have to be equally as good, if not better, tonight in order to counteract Mar- Strathaven's defense as well as their quick-strike offense. Yeah, you don't like to use that term, game management, because he's more than that. He, he plays better than that, and that's kind of a term that kind of gets looked down upon when he talk about that term, but he really does manage the game well. He controls the ball, he makes the sure passes, and he throws the ball well in spots that his receivers can make plays, and we get a lot of yards after the catch, which is also a plus. Well, tonight in front of the home crowd, Marple Newtown might have to come out very strongly and keep it up. Let's look at some quick stats for the uh, season thus far. 131 points scored, 64 against. Advantages slight in the first quarter, 42 points to 20, but the second quarter, Marple Newtown has outscored its opponents 49 to nothing. And then another slight advantage, 30 to 24 in the third, and a little bit of a lag there in the fourth quarter. But as you see, the middle of the contest is when Marple Newtown really hums offensively and defensively. They will have to do so tonight. And I'm going to bring in right now an old friend who's back in the booth, Greg Pecco. Greg, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Excellent. Uh, big game tonight. Well attended on both sides. There was electricity in the air, just like it was last September 5th at Harvey Stadium when Strathaven came into Marple Newtown. Yeah, a little different situation now compared to last season, the home opener here against Strathaven. I believe Strathaven walked out of here with a very big win. Marple was struggling at the time, but since then, a lot better. I've been watching in the papers recently. Strathaven has been struggling, and Marple Newtown's on the rise right now, 5-1, and one, and a good big win against Conestoga a few weeks ago, and now Strathaven, big game tonight. Well, last 
last year at home opener, 36 to nothing was the score. Strathaven, Strathaven holding Marple Newtown to 1.4 yards per carry on the ground, shutting down that wing tee. And our old friend Lonnie Richardson, who was the big strike man in that game, 18 rushes, 142 yards, four touchdowns, nearly eight yards a carry. He was the offensive force. He has not played the last couple weeks, but we expect him to be on the field tonight. Yeah, Lonnie Richardson's the game-breaker for the Strathaven uh, Panthers. A few weeks ago against Ridley, they didn't have him. Ridley, Ridley took it to Strathaven. Marble Newtown has to find a way to make them, to make Lonnie Richardson ineffective tonight. He is a big part of Strathaven's team. Marple Newtown's defense really good, though. Should be able to do it. Well, as I mentioned in the opening, Marple Newtown has done a lot of learning, a lot of lessons on and for us off the field since that first podcast last September. Yeah. We're not going to have a repeat of that because we're expecting an excellent game on both sides of the ball. And one of the best things you can have in a Central League schedule, two teams battling it out for a playoff berth in the conference, District 1 playoff berth, tied in a five-way tie for second place. Both teams at 4-1, and one, each hitting their stride. Only, I believe, one undefeated team left in the league, my old alma mater, Ridley. However, this is a very competitive Central League. Ridley is good, but uh, Marble Newtown can be right in the top tier within the Central League after tonight. Well, Strathaven coming off a 35-9 victory at Lower Marion to move to 4-1 overall, 3-1 in the conference. They lead the all-time series 17-10 versus Marple Newtown. The Tigers have not won against the Panthers since 2006. And with that, we'll have the Marple Newtown band on the national anthem. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to live action here at Harvey Stadium with the conclusion of our national anthem. We're going to have the coin toss in a minute. And before we get going, I just want to mention something we saw in the Delco Times today. High school leaders among rushers. Ryan Duffy, the diminutive junior, ranks eighth currently in five games. He's rushed for 405 yards, one touchdown on 75 attempts, 5.4 per carry. That's something that I don't think Greg... We really could have anticipated out of Duffy, who basically got a lot of garbage time last year, even when Marple Newtown was on that roll towards the end of the season. And he's not the typical runner that Marble Newtown had last year. Last year, a lot of power runners up there, Giordano, Graziano, all them running pretty hard, Nick Stevens as well. Ryan White, a little bit different type of back, a little quicker back. And, yeah, like you said, you, you didn't, wouldn't expect it, but the wing tee, the blocking has to be there. And it, if it's there, you can run anybody. Well, we will find out. Fairly immediately, what exactly is going to happen in this contest as Marple Newtown has won the toss they have elected to receive? They will be going from our right to our left here on the podcast dial. Strathaven wearing their white jerseys, dark pants, those iconic silver helmets with the white stripe in the middle bounded by two blue stripes. Marple Newtown, home blacks outlined in orange and white. Kick is on the way. It is a low, skittering line drive. 
coming down to Ryan White at the 15. He's across the 20, across the 25, across the 30, 45, up the middle. He's got a man. He's breaking the tackle across midfield. 45, 40, 35, 30. He's got a man to beat. He spins away from him at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's in for the touchdown. Electrifying game-opening wow. touchdown by Ryan White. Unbelievable. Great wedge up the middle on the kickoff. And Ryan White able to find a beautiful space and then a great spin move at the end. He had three blockers in front of him and able to turn, bounce into the end zone for the score. But he estimate 85 yards. First play of the contest. That is exactly what the doctor ordered. That took exactly 25 seconds to put Marple Newtown ahead 6-0 with Adam Fender's extra point to come. You're right, Greg. All he had to do was follow his blockers. Nobody was able to penetrate from either flank. That's an interesting way to start off this game. The extra point is spotted, kicked up, and good. Well, as I was telling Strathaven's broadcasting crew in the, before this game, they weren't going to have a repeat of last year, and knowing these two teams, you have to learn to expect anything, and while well, we've had anything already. Oh, yeah. I mean, special teams, you know, you really don't think of it last thing to think of, but it can be the biggest momentum boost or the biggest momentum bust you could possibly have in a football game. And there we go, 25 seconds. All White had to do was go right up the middle, virtually untouched as soon as the ball came into his hands. As you said, excellent wedge. Total uh, sealed off from penetration with the left side or the right side. And he did an excellent job around the 30 and midfield, and then again at Strathaven's 15, of getting around the only guys that really impeded his progress. He yeah. was he showed uncharacteristic quickness there. And he, he just followed the wedge right up the far hash mark from where we are on the field and stayed on that hash mark the whole way almost. It was an absolutely brilliant spin move. Great show of athleticism by Ryan White there. Really, last guy to beat, spins around him and crosses the goal line. It looked like he was out at the 15, but no, he would not be denied. So Adam Fender on the kick. Back deep is Pat Fisher at the 15, but it comes down to... Josh Goodwin at the 15, at the 20, goes up the middle, tries to find a place for the outside, and he's wrestled down just across the 25. Number 81 and Vince Christiana in on the stop there, along with so, number 50, Brian Kelly. And a nice special team stop there. You don't want to have a breakdown after you just get a big return like that. Good gang tackling, about four or five Tigers were all in that play. And they gave him that little extra lunge at the end. Ball is spotted near the right hash mark at the 27-yard line. It'll start out with no wide receivers, two men in the backfield. Jake Zerker under center. It's a handoff off the right side across the 30. Goes Lonnie Richardson. Lonnie Richardson off that far side, able to get through for a few yards, and they go right to their main man right off the bat. You know, usually when you're out a while, it's nice to give a guy a carry like that. That was Brian Downs, excuse me. Under center for Strathaven. Pick up a five on the play. Second down and five from the 32. Man in motion is Brent Collins. Under center to pitch out to Thurman Fortune off the left side. Shakes off a tackle at the 35. Close to a first down. We'll see where they spot it. And at number 21, Billy Weaverling in on the first stop. And then Brian Kelly, number 50, follows up to make the sure tackle. Excellent way to follow the blockers there. And Fortune's a back you don't want to forget about either. I remember his name late in garbage time last year. He picked up some big yardage, and this time he gets a first down. 
They did give it to him, gain of six to the 38. Ball now the far hash mark. Richardson in the backfield. One man split wide to the right to hand off off the middle. Richard, Fortune gets across the 40, across the 45 to the 50. He did a good job of bouncing off tacklers up the middle and finding space on the outside. He ran into that wall at the front line there and was able to bounce off good vision and, and movement by him and be able to find a hole to the outside. And Marble Newtown almost had him there in the backfield. And he gets exactly to midfield for another first down. Bob and Greg, this is exactly what we expected. We expected Strathaven to run the ball all night, and this is what we're seeing on this opening drive right here. Pat Fisher, the lone wideout. Downs once again under center. It's a handoff this time to Collins. He tries to get up across the 50, maybe gets a couple. Good attacking defense right there by the Marble Newtown Tigers. And for the first time, you see that they were able to seal off all holes, no matter where they were, as Collins tried to feel his way off left tackle. And only got a pair. It appears as if Strathaven's content to go with three running backs tonight, kind of spread the load around, see what they can get, see who gets hot, and ride that person all the way into the, uh, to the lead or, or to tie this game. And also in the wing tee, they are quite as adept as Marple Newtown at selling the fake on the handoff, as we saw on two of these rushing plays so far. Gain of two, second down and eight from the 48. Downs under center, he's going to roll. He's got a man open at the 45. It is Thurman Fortune who makes a leaping grab and comes down with it just shy of the 45. And it appears as even though that was a little screen route over the, in the flat there, Duffy was right on the play. If Fortune didn't fall down, he probably would have made the tackle. Downs faking like he was looking downfield. Had nobody towards the near sideline here. Fortune was able to come down with it luckily. Only a gain of two there. Third down and six. Big play right here for the Tigers' defense. Pat Fisher the lone wideout here to the left. But they'll take a timeout. Downs apparently saw something in the Marple Newtown defensive line that he did not like. It's their first charge timeout. So maybe a little bit of a psych-out game by Marple Newtown, trying to get the psychological advantage first if they cannot get the territorial advantage. Also on third down, like this early in a ball game where you, you allow a special team scorer on third down and long, you might want to talk over the situation, kind of figure it out, and get yourself to keep the momentum that you have up. Yeah, like you said, Greg, they have the ball moving right now. It's a big drive. They're down seven points. They want to get back at least on the board with at least a field goal. So this is a huge play for both sides. For the Marble Newtown Tigers, this gets you off the field in a punting situation also. So both teams want to talk this one over. And, obvi and obviously, uh, sorry to step in on there, Bob, but obviously if you're Strathaven, you got to think of a predominantly running game for both teams here. It's going to be a while before Strathaven gets the ball back if they don't get this first down. Basically, both guys, this is the first real stoppage we've had the entire game. Uh, because of the kickoff return and the rushing game. 8.36 remaining here in this first quarter. Like I said, big third down. Pat Fisher once again the lone wideout. Three men in the backfield. Downs under center. Men in motion is Lonnie Richardson. It's a handout to Fortune. He gets the first down across the 45, across the 40. Gets past the man at the 35 and finally tripped up and goes to the 30-yard line. Mario Diaguari, number 33 on the tackle there. Yeah, nice hole up the middle for Strathaven that time, and Fortune's able to make a few quick moves and get out into the middle of the field and, and get, pick up a first down a little more. And Fortune's basically doing what Ryan Duffy kind of does, which is slash and burn, make sure you make your cuts, find a, a way out of the tackling, and uh, feel your way through all the holes up the middle. 
That's a great example. He's one of those smaller backs who seems to get in on between the linemen and just kind of appears in the second level before you know it. Gain of 15. Another first down for Strathaven. And off this time to Richardson. He barely gets across the 30. Ran into a gang of tacklers at the line of scrimmage. Able to fall forward for a few, maybe three, four yards. But Marble Newtown right there on him and just trying to slow him down. Esther Strathaven just trying to play uh, a few yards in a cloud of dust offense right now. Well, exactly. And uh, both are very ball-oriented, possession-oriented teams. And we're seeing that right there. Strathaven really doesn't care how many yards they get per rush or per down as long as they're keeping the ball moving forward. Richardson gets four yards there. Sucking down in six from the 27. 7.27 remaining here in this first quarter. Marple Newtown up 7-0. Strathaven driving. Three-man backfield once again. Pat Fisher wide to the left. It's a hand off the fortune. He is scuffed shy of the 30. Kelly getting right in there and making a great tackle on the running back. Right on fortune. Well, Kelly burst through a bunch of defensive linemen were able to burst through up the middle there. Center missed the first block and the second block. And, you know, if, if that was a pass play, it would have been a sack as well because there was a man right on the quarterback. Nowhere for Fortune to go. As we say, it's a cliche, but it's very apt. Marple Newtown was already in the backfield as soon as that ball was snapped. Loss of three. Brings up another important third down here. Third down and long. Fisher this time comes to the near side. Split wide to the right. Man in motion is Daryl Hunter. Fullback. Richardson and Fortune in the backfield, rotating. Downs rolls to the left. He's looking for a man downfield. He's being chased. He throws it incomplete. Incomplete and over the head of Fisher. Flag down at the 30-yard line, though, right about where the quarterback was hit. It was Ryan White on the coverage there. A personal foul roughing the passer. A little bit of a late hit there, trying to protect the young players, uh, but obviously a miscue for the Marble Newtown defense. Now that was unfortunate because Downs, right from the get-go, was rolling to the left but had absolutely nobody open downfield. He threw it into basic double coverage with Fisher, who went all the way from on a large post pattern from the right side to the left. He was the only man down there. The ball was thrown three yards over his head. Yeah, it was good coverage in the second On defense. First down. Well, instead of a fourth down and long, it is first and ten for Strathaven at Marple Newtown's 15-yard line, 6.29 to go first quarter. It's a little unca uncharacteristic of the Tigers' defense. We haven't seen too many penalties on them this year. And discipline has been paramount for the Tigers. Well, let's see what they can do when they're pressed up against their own goal line. Downs under center again. It's a handoff to Richardson. Tries to feel his way up the middle. He gets across the 15, but maybe not even further than the 13. Yeah, he basically ran into a brick wall, and that was Christian Whiteside, number 77. Yeah, just, a, just like you said, a wall there, four or five tacklers on him, and he picks up a few, but they slow him down enough to stop him and force a second down. And that's the spirit of Jim Johnson's defense from Marple Newtown, transferred here to high school football. Bend, but don't break. They have been very strong inside their own red zone defensively. Second down and seven. They actually gave him a generous three yards there. Very generous. Richardson, the lone setback. Downs hands it off. It's a fake. Up the middle to Fisher in the halfback position. He gets to the 10. Basically a gang of attackers for the, for the Strathaven Panthers in their backfield right now. You name it, everyone's running it. And a mid-range third down now inside the red zone. If they get the first, it'll be first and goal. So an interesting situation here for Marble with their backs up against their own goal line. Have to make a stop here and force maybe a field goal attempt. 
Well, the first true test for the defense. Hopefully the third third down will be the charm for the Tigers' defense here. Third and five from the 10. Richardson, the lone setback. Now coming into the picture is Collins in motion. Downs takes it. He's across the 10, tries to feel his way. Doesn't even make the five. Anthony Deluzio. There. Well, I think he might have actually took it, gone into his slide a little too early. He's going to be about a yard and a half, maybe two yards shy of that first down now from where he slid. And Strathaven with the decision to make here. They have the offense on the field. Appears they're going to just give their chances and take a chance and go for that first down. Oh, well, why not? I mean, Downs, unfortunately, set this situation up. He had a little bit more of a seam if he just maybe didn't start his slide early and just ran out of bounds. He might have made the five stepping out at the sidelines, but instead he tried to, to slide at the eight and went down right at the seven. It's two third downs in a row, and they've left it in down's hand, so maybe they'll do the same here on fourth down. Here we down. go, fourth and two. Three men in the backfield. It's a handoff to Richardson. And let's see, he gets across the five. Ran into a big pile. It's going to be close. We may have our first measurement of the contest. Well, right now the ball is being placed on the five. And they are going to measure. They are going to measure. Now, just from the naked eye here, the first down marker is somewhere between the five and six-yard line, and the ball spotted on the five, which would give them the first down. It's very close. Yeah, it's hard to tell from our angle where the chains are on the far side, but we're going to get a close look here in about five seconds as to where that first down is. Still a very good job by the Tigers' defense to at least make it interesting. Ball is spotted. Doesn't have He it. didn't get it. Wow. Generous spot. Had to be only a few chain links on that. On the chains there. Yeah, not, not even not even enough to, enough space between the two fingers we saw for the officials measuring it. So an interesting turn of events here. As Marple Newtown now at their own five, their offense has to find a way to give them some space to work with here. You got an offense that's been sitting on the sidelines now for a while. You don't know what you're gonna get on this first series. Exactly, and you have to be repair, prepared for everything. Johnson was expert through the air last week, and the first time they really let him show the opposition what he can do. Johnson's under center. To hand off up the middle to Duffy, he gets across the five, but maybe no further than seven. Turn down number two. Is that Duffy? Nice little run there for Marple Newtown. Uh, getting, them, getting them a little more space here on second down. I'll probably try and get a few more yards again and, and have a meaningful third down. Well, sometimes the cloud of dust is maybe just a little dust bunny when it's Duffy involved. He did get that extra yard on effort. And yeah. since he's so low to the ground, once he gets hit, he usually trips forward. Second down and seven. Johnson under center once again. Man in motion is Diaguardi. It's a fake handoff to Duffy, but White gets it. He gets the first down across the 15 and dragged down shy of the 20. And a nice little option fake there for the quarterback as he's able to get across the first down and down to the 20 yard line. There we go, fooled me again. It was Kevin Johnson, in <laughs> fact. Sometimes when you have their, their, you're hunched over, the eight and the five, they don't exactly look. Well, when you got four separate, fake, when you got four fakes in one play, it's bound right. to work on someone. And some things never change. You know, we 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 had our adventures with that last year. Same thing this year, but that also means things are working well offensively. Number 44, Darrell Hunter making a stop there for the Panthers. Duffy once again in the backfield. Diaguardi in motion. 
Straight handoff this time up the middle. The Duffy gets across the 20, pushes his way across the 25, up the middle, goes to the left sideline, close to the first down. And a nice run, good pace there for Marple Newtown as they're able to pick up a, another big couple, five, six yards on the play. And when you come off the bench like that after a long layover, it's nice to see a quick pace. Jonathan McCullough making the stop there for the Panthers. Second and three now. Big gainer there, gain of six for Duffy. Comes back to what you say, Greg. This could be a long time before the Panthers see the ball with a long drive and just running three downs all the time. And up up the middle once again to Duffy. He gets to the 30. And let's see, depending on where they spot his leg, he may have the first down. He certainly had his arm stretched out across the 30. And they give it to him. Yeah, just over the 30-yard line, reached out. I think he had it a little bit before that, but, you know, reach out for a little good measure and, and see what you can get. The old Fred Barnett. Yes. Go, go down and then reach out your arm, and yeah, that's two yards, and the ball's another yard. Christopher Martin, number 53, making a stop for the Panthers. Even with that, because of the opening kickoff touchdown, Strathaven is actually outgaining Marple Newton right now, 51-29. to 29. But that will soon change. That's a fix, a handoff to one man, goes again on the outside to Diaguardi. Across the 35, up to the 37. Nice little run to the outside there. Good blocks on the outside by the receivers. It's very nice to see and important in the wing tee to see the receivers blocking downfield. And also nice to see the uh, ball carriers not afraid to just plow ahead up the middle trying to find and get to the outside whenever they can. That's what, that's what got uh, Diaguardi the extra three yards. Go back to what you say there, Greg. He had really good blocking on the outside for Diaguardi. If Alex Gasitz doesn't make that stop around his ankles, he may go for another 10 to 15 yards right there. Really good blocking. As it is, gain of eight, second down and short, two yards. Duffy and White in the backfield. Diaguardi once again in motion. Christiana the wideout to hand off to Duffy. He gets across the 40. He's got the first down, across the 45, up to the 46. Number three, Lonnie Richardson making a defensive stop right there. And that's exactly what you want to hear, Greg. Lonnie Richardson's oh, yeah. name defensively after a big gain rather than offensively. And the speed and quickness of Duffy showcased there as once he got into the linebacking core of Strathaven, his speed just went by Darrell Hunter. Hunter just looked at him, couldn't do anything about it. He really does seem to hit that second gear once he hits that second level. He's deceiving in the beginning in the first level as he passes the line, and once he hits that linebacking and safety core, he really kicks it into gear and makes a move, and he may be gone. Gain of eight. Johnson fakes the handoff to Duffy, goes to White, and around to the right side across midfield. He's finally tripped up. He could have maybe spun around, but he gets another five yards, six yards. Patrick Fisher on the stop for the Panthers. And let's see, 21.5 seconds remaining here in this first quarter, and they, they stopped the clock. And Strathaven. started again. This is, uh, well, they spotted. I thought for a minute there they were waving for Strathaven to call a timeout. But uh, time getting down here, it'll be big for Strathaven because they'll be able to catch a breather here right. as Marble Newtown continues to charge down the field as they picked up 50 yards in about four minutes. And as we come to the end of that first quarter, a very successful one for Marple Newtown, a kickoff touchdown and a defensive stop in the shadow of their own goal line after one quarter marple newtown seven strathaven nothing you're listening to the tigers radio network on marplenewtownfootball.com this is the tigers radio network and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the marple newtown tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com 